Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And right now, we are talking about three tips to becoming a better listener. Three tips to becoming a better listener. Because here's the reality. Most of us, raise your hand, if this is you, somebody talks to you and you don't actually hear what they're saying. Or they get frustrated and they're like, did you even hear what I was saying? Have you ever been told that you're not that great of a listener? If, if any of those ring true, raise your hand. Raise your hand and raise it proudly because that represents most of the world. Most of the world. Because reality is we suck at listening. And actually, I was reading an article right before the show because I was thinking about listening and how we as a society have become these really bad listeners. And I read this article from the Psychology Today. It's really interesting. Uh, just, just the articles that are put out by Psychology Today, I always find something interesting there. But if I had one more career in me, which maybe I do, another career path, I would become a psychologist, which is in essence, the work that I'm doing is just a little bit different way. Psychologists and, and therapists and counselors really focus on the past and moving, moving through those. And I focus on the future and what we get to create. And so that's the difference between really being a coach and, and then the therapist and the consultant space. So they are highly trained in unlinking some of those, those shifts that, and those beliefs that we have created, where I focus on how we move forward when we get hung up on on those, when those are in our way and they're a consistent pattern and the tools that I'm using don't unlink them, that's when we recommend therapy or, or, uh, or psychology, the, those services. So they're really valuable services. So I'm reading this psychology today article and it says that we as a society have linked listening to payment. So the only time I can really go hear somebody listen is if I pay them, if I pay a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And so I heard that and thought, wow, wow. Because one of the things that I pride myself on is being a really great listener, a really great listener. And it's something that uh, has been a lot of work. If you would have asked me five years ago, six, 10 years ago, I wasn't that great of a listener, but I've really spent a lot of time being a great listener. And so getting that feedback and hearing that from friends or from uh, people that I barely even know, that means a lot to me. And I'll tell you the value of listening. The value of listening to me is that people feel safe. People feel like it's a trusted environment. So we create vulnerability, intimacy, joy, love, uh, safety. And from a results perspective, as far as openings, I can connect with someone very quickly when I listen, because when they know that we care, that I care, then they'll open up and share with me where they're really at. And so that's the value of listening. And so what we're going to talk about today is how we can actually be a good listener. There are three main reasons, and I'm sure there'll be way more that'll come up, but there's three main reasons that, uh, that the really listening is founded upon. And so we're going to talk about this first one. Okay. The first one, and I, I even did notes for the show and I'm really proud of myself for that. I was talking about that before the show in, in, in typically in a show, I'll just be very flowing. And today I really wanted to land three points because listening is such a skill and an art. 
It's a skill and an art, a skill being that it is something that we can refine, but it's an art in that it is flowing. And it is such a, such a process that we just give and it is in the beauty of the beholder. So listening has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the person that's in front of me. And that is tip number one. And is that listening is about the other person. Listening is one of the most generous things that we can do for someone else, but it is about the other person. So oftentimes when we listen, we're running somebody's thoughts or feelings through our own filter, through our own filter. So for example, if someone said to me, the sky is blue, Kathleen, the sky is blue. What I would hear is the sky is blue, but what I would run that through is my filter of what blue looks like, my filter of what blue looks like. And so let's just say, I know, I believe that there are 50 different shades of blue, cyan, sky, you know, all the different shades of blue. And because they said the sky is blue, I would run it through my interpretation of what sky blue looks like. And so when they said the sky is blue and I looked up at the sky and it doesn't look like the color that's in my head. Like, for example, I look up and it's a cloudy day and it's looking a little gray. I say, the sky isn't blue. And I automatically respond to that because I've run it through my filter. And that gets in the way. I automatically went to a judgment. I automatically made it about me. And so there's different ways to listen. There's listening to respond, which is you know, really how most people in the world listen. We listen to respond, which means anything that we hear, we're going to collect the information, but we're really we're running it through a filter to see how am I going to respond to this? So if somebody's talking about their situation, their experience, and automatically I'm thinking, what is an experience that I've had that's similar so I can carry on the conversation? Okay, so I can carry on the conversation. I'm thinking about what the next word is. So I'm listening to respond, but that's about me totally about me. The next level of listening is listening to understand, listening to understand. And this comes from a place of curiosity. And so oftentimes we think, but I'm listening to understand. So it must be about the other person. But again, listening to understand is about me because I want to understand. I want something from our conversation. So listening to respond is definitely running it through a filter that's all about me. Listening to understand still all about me. So the next level of listening is a level of listening that I'm inviting you in today. And it's just simple listening to listen, listening to listen. So I'm hearing everything that you're saying. Okay. So let's just say you tell me, Hey, could I share with you an experience that I'm having? And I say, sure. And you share with me, whatever, everything that you want to say, just, just, it's like verbal vomit. You just get it out. Okay. You just get it out. Talk, 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 talk. And at the end, or when I think that you're saying, I say, are you complete? And you say, yes, or you say no, and you keep going, but let's just say you say yes. Then if I'm listening to listen, I say, okay, thank you for sharing. Would you like me? Would you like my opinion? Would you like my perspective? Would you like me to simply not respond and just hear? And so now you're telling me how you want me to respond. That actually is something that you can ask in the beginning too. It's something that I've trained where when somebody says, do you have a minute? I'd like to share something with you. Awesome. Awesome. And I may even ask in the beginning, okay, so how would, would you like me to listen to listen? Would you like me to offer an opinion at the end? Would you like me to coach you? Even for my husband, a lot of times I'll say, who do you want me to be for you in this moment? Am I your coach? Am I your wife? Am I your friend? 
because those are all very different roles. The come froms on each of those are very different. How I would respond as a wife versus how I would respond as a coach may be different in a scenario. So again, I'm, I'm saying, how do you want me to be for you in this moment? And so that is truly about, I'm asking him and then I get to be wherever, whatever he says is where I get to go because it's about supporting him. And when I make it about me, I say, well, I'm your wife. That's how I'm showing up. Or I'm your coach or I'm your business partner. That's how I'm showing up. Guess what? That's about me. And so when we are listening to listen, it's all about the other person. So we let them talk. We let them get everything out. And the, so the, the not so eloquent way to say it is verbal vomit, but whatever is coming up for them, we let them get it out. In this Psychology Today article that I was reading, it talked about how even uh, there were people that their therapists, so these people that we, that we pay and we think, oh, well, they are, they're highly intelligent. They understand this space. There are, uh, one of them said, I stopped talking about the war, which was a, a big challenge for this person. This uh, had a lot of challenges around this. But do you notice that every time he brought it up with his therapist, she would change the subject. She'd offer him coffee. And so it was too painful for her to hear. And so he didn't go there. He didn't go there. And that's a really dangerous place. And that's not the, yes, we're putting the therapist up on a pedestal in this case, but these are people that get paid to create these experiences. And so when they're challenged with it, then of course, just human beings in general that don't have that training, they're going to have challenges with this too. So the piece is when we remove us from it and we just focus on the other person, then we can just let anything that they say come up because it's not about us. It's not about us. So when we hold that space for somebody else, where we just say, you could just talk, just let it all out because that's actually cathartic. That's highly cathartic. And in our world, we don't give enough space just to release. It's like, we got to keep everything in. And that is what causes a lot of the, the blood pressure issues. A lot of these medical challenges that we see are because we're not actually releasing in the world. And so creating the space where we just get to verbal vomit and we're not judged for it. We're not judged for it. How many times have you heard a friend say, oh, I don't even, ooh, this sounds so bad. I'm not going to say it. And they really just kind of dance and tiptoe around their words. You're like, dude, just say it. I'm not going to judge you. Just say it, put it out there. We'll do what we're going to do with it. It's okay. Just put it out there into the world. And so really creating that space for people where they can just give it all. They can just put it all out there. I was on a phone call this morning before this show. And I'm talking with this man who works in, uh, with Americans with disabilities. So he's with the Harkin Institute and uh, Tom Harkin, our people that works at our state house here in, in the United States. And one of the things that he was talking about was disabilities. And it's an area as an employer that I want to know more about, but I really just don't understand a lot of uh, what some of the challenges are. I, I get like the physical challenges or the emotional challenges, but I don't understand how as an employer that I can best support. And so I'm curious and I want to learn. And I reached out to this gentleman so that I could learn more about this. And some of the questions that I was asking, he says, hey, just lay it out there. There's no judgment. And it created a space where I could just be honest. I didn't have to worry about cushioning my words so I look good or I didn't harm anyone or, or be offensive. I just said, look, I don't understand. And I don't know what words to use to describe this. And when I just put it out there, he was able to support me in connecting some of those gaps, but I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And so he held a space for me where I could just talk just as I am. And so when we hear that, when we're able to go there, we can meet people where they are. So the value of listening is meeting people where they are. The value of listening is meeting people where they are. So when you hear where someone's at, you hold that space where you're not judgmental, but you just let them get it out. Then you ask them, well, 
well, how would you like me to respond when they are complete? How would you like me to respond? And they might say nothing. I mean, how many of you have been in a conversation with your spouse or someone that you love and they wanted to fix the problem? They wanted to fix the problem, but you didn't, you didn't really want them to fix it. You just wanted to put the problem out there. The venting, that's often called venting, right? We're just going to vent. And so that value of venting is that we're just getting it out, verbal vomit. It's the exact same thing. And so when we hold the space for people just to get their words out of them, oftentimes what happens is whatever challenge was in front of them, once they get everything out, they can solve it. They can solve it. On page three of my book, it's called Joy in Uncertainty, A Guide to Creating a Meaningful Life. I say, you have all the answers. Everything that you've ever wanted is inside of you. Now, that whole book, I don't even know, it's like 170 pages, something like that. But that quote or that line on page three is the one that I referenced in this radio show. I probably referenced it a hundred times. I don't know the rest of the stuff in the book. I don't remember because my brain doesn't work like that. But what I can tell you is, On page three of that book, I say, you have everything that you require inside of you. And oftentimes what happens is there's a lot of stuff that just covers that up and gets in the way. And when someone else is generous enough to hold the space to just listen and let us get it out, that answer can shine. We can see it. And so my invitation to you is to be a great listener. Be the person that holds space for someone else just to get it out just to get it out and not be in judgment of it. Don't listen to respond. Don't even listen to understand. Just listen to listen, listen to listen. Because when you do that, when you do that, you're actually empowering the person in front of you. This happens in workplaces all the time, not the listening to listening, the listening to respond. It happens all the time. And so we, we wonder why in workplaces, people are so shut down because oftentimes we're just looking to move forward to the next task. We're not holding the space for people to listen, to listen. And so that is the breakthrough opportunity, creating a space where people can just talk, where people can just get what's what's in their mind out without judgment, total judgment-free zone, verbal vomit, whatever we want to call it. And so my tip number one for you on becoming a great listener is to hold the space for someone to just let it out. And you get to just listen to listen. You're not listening to respond. You're not listening to understand. You're just truly listening without judgment. And you're asking questions, but they're like, you say things like, "Uh uh-huh. And what's next? And what next? And what next? You're not saying why you're not digging into it. You're just letting them get it out. Just letting them get it out. That is the number one tip for becoming a better listener. Listen to the listening, listen to listen. All right, guys, we are going to go on a quick break. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And today we're talking about listen, top three tips on being a better listener. So enjoy this quick break. We'll talk to you in just a second. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. 
Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reese. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we are talking about the top three tips to becoming a better listener. Yes, the the reality is we all suck at listening. I mean, not all of us, not all of us, but, but by and large in the world as a society, we've really gotten to a point where we're pretty bad at listening. And so today we're tackling that. We're talking about how to be a great listener. I actually have a marker board up in my office. And one of the things that I wrote to remind myself is what I'm really great at. And I acknowledge myself for being a great listener, for being a great listener. But it's not something that just came naturally. I was just born with. It was something that I have developed over time. And so my question for you in this, this second part of the segment is about how many times, this is not have you ever, this is a how many times have you been in a conversation where you think you're having a conversation and the other person is having a conversation, but you're not in conversation together. This is not where, what conversation are you in? Because that's not the conversation I'm in. Or like at work where you've delivered this, what you believe is an eloquent request for this very specific thing. And you have a due date. And let's just say the due date is in 24 hours, 24 hours passes. You're so excited because you were very clear on what it was that you asked for and you get back this something and it's nothing what you asked about. It's nothing what you requested. And this happened all the time when I ran an advertising agency, uh, the, the client would request something very specific and we would respond with what we believed was what they asked for, and it would not be what they asked for. And they would say, oh, no, that, that's not, that is not what I wanted. And so then they would give us feedback and we would ship. And that could be three, four, five, six changes later. And we would see like, wow, this is a huge time waster. There's some kind of gap here. And what was really happening was that our listening skills sucked. And it wasn't that, it was, it was about the communication piece. And so one of the things that I developed was the ability to say these words, these words. So this is tip number two. So listening carefully, these words, what I heard you say is what I heard you say is, 
And so remember when we're listening from tip number one, when we're listening to listen to the other person, then we remove our filter of what we believe and we can hear clearly. So then we follow up with what I heard you say is. Okay, so let me give you an example of that. Let's use the sky is blue that we used in the first segment when we were talking about really listening to listen. If I'm listening to listen and somebody says to me, the sky is blue, I say, oh, thank you. I, what I hear you saying is the sky is blue. And they'd say, yes, what I heard. Yes, I said, the sky is blue. Okay, so are you open to a question? And they say, yes. I say, okay, so there are about a million different colors of blue. The color of blue, when you say the sky is blue, this is the color that I'm seeing in my mind about what is blue. And I might pull up a list of color swatches and I might point to the color that I see as, as what blue means. And this other person that I'm talking to might say, no, 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 no. When I say the sky is blue, I mean this color, this color. And it could be gray, it could be orange, it could, what I believe is gray or orange, but that's her interpretation of blue. And so now we can meet together because I'm seeing exactly what she means. So take this into a different context where somebody's saying, uh, oh gosh, let's just say I'm at work and somebody says to me, uh, let, let's say I'm, I'm running my advertising agency because this happened all the time then. And they'd say, I would like to create a brochure that uh, has three different components into it and this copy. And if I would hear, I want to produce a brochure with three different, these words on it in this copy, and I created that, that may or may not be what they wanted. But when I say what I heard you say is you want to create a brochure, and I really, really played into that, what I might get are different copy or different layouts or different views. Like when I really am curious as to what I heard them say, the other thing that can happen, and I see this in relationships all the time is, so let's just say I'm talking with my husband and my husband says, Hey, we're going to go to, uh, what do you think about going to the zoo next week? Because my kids, they actually, they really want to go to the zoo. So what, it, what do you think about going to the zoo next week? And I'm like, yeah, cool. Zoo next week. Yeah, that's fine. And in my mind, I think next week, well, Friday is a good day for me, but he, we didn't talk about a specific date. And so next week comes and we told the kids we're going to the zoo. Everybody's all excited. And I'm waiting on Friday, but it's Tuesday. And he's saying, come on, we haven't gone to the zoo yet. And he's all mad at me because we haven't gone to the zoo yet. And I'm sitting here thinking, I thought we were going next week, like this week. But in his mind, he said, let's go to the zoo next week, not let's go to the zoo on Tuesday. So when I say what I hear you saying is that you want to go to the zoo next week, do you have a specific date in mind? Okay, what I hear you saying is, and so when we reiterate this listening, when we really understand where it is that somebody's coming from and we remove our lens of it, we can actually hear. We can actually hear because that lens that we run things through, that's based on our filter, our experience of life. When I look at the week, I may look at the week as Monday morning through Sunday night. But my husband, who maybe asked that on Wednesday, was thinking Wednesday through Tuesday. And that's why he got to Tuesday and said, what do you mean we're not going to the zoo? And it becomes this big blowout fight because I don't listen. Clearly, Kathleen, you don't listen. Clearly, you aren't, uh, you're the problem here. And, and my husband, well, let's say he's just mad because 
we haven't gone to the zoo, but all this whole time I was thinking we were going on Friday. So we communicated, but we didn't communicate together. Here's another thing that often happens. And I, I'm laughing, I'm literally laughing about this to myself because my husband, he's a big analyzer. So, you know, edit, he, he'll love that he's on the show, uh, but not really here, right? right? I'm talking about him. <laughs> uh, he, he, as an analyzer, he spends a lot of time in his head. And so oftentimes he'll have conversations with me, but he doesn't actually invite me to the conversation. He doesn't actually invite me to the conversation. So he'll say, I wonder what Kathleen would think about this. Oh, this is what she'd think about it. Okay. So I'll, yeah, I'll go here. I'll make this decision. And so he's, he's walked through this entire conversation and he has walked through, this is what Kathleen would think about it. So let's go here. And so in his mind, he's actually told himself, I had a conversation with Kathleen. And in reality, I mean, he did, he just didn't invite me, the actual me to the conversation. And so then, you know, let's just say I, I find out about whatever his conversation is. And I say, well, we didn't even talk about this. And he says, yes, we did. And he's sure that we talked about it. And I'm sure that we didn't. And the reality is who's right in that situation. Who's right. I mean, both of us are, he did have a conversation with me. Just, just not the real me. And I'm, I'm right in that I didn't actually have the conversation, but the reality is it's how we communicate. It's how we communicate and listening to the listening. So, so he's not wrong in that sense, but he doesn't realize that the way an analyzer's brains work, brain works is that they don't actually understand that when they're having that conversation and they walk through it, that they aren't actually involving the other person. And in their minds, they truly believe that this person was a part of it. This happens with acknowledgement. I've been studying gratitude and acknowledgement this, this week. And this happens a lot, especially with analyzers, the people that tend to be in their head a lot. So in their minds, they see something really cool that happened and they, they're like, wow, that was really neat. And then in their minds, they acknowledge the person that created it. And they say all these really great things. But the thing is, those things never actually come out of their mouths in land with the other person. So the other person doesn't hear it because it's not actually being said verbally. It's being said in their head. And so then the other person gets frustrated because they believe that the analyzer is never acknowledging them for their work, never expressing gratitude. I mean, if you can relate to this, say hallelujah, because right here, this is a big problem with, with employers, with, with the, the work relationship. It's a big problem in marriages. So this is a real issue where we have these conversations in our minds, but we don't actually bring it out into the world. And so for the analyzer, it's learning to, to, to say, oh, this is a conversation I'm having with my head. I get to have it out in the world with an actual, with the actual person. And for the person that realizes that they're in relationship with an analyzer gets to be in grace and accept that, you know, those conversations, they may actually be happening. They, you just may not have been invited to it and saying, okay, but would you remember that I get to actually have that conversation and be invited to it and give the person grace when they say, I did have that conversation with you. They probably did but they just didn't invite you to it. So it's really understanding. And when we listen, we can hear, like they're not lying when somebody says, but I did talk to you. It's not that they're lying. It's that in their mind, like our minds, you guys, our minds are really kind of screwed up places. And I, I was talking with a friend the other day and it was this beautiful, really powerful quote. I don't remember who it was from, but he says, says you know, the whole, the whole mindfulness game, it's really a, really a, a tripped up place. Because the real challenge is, it's not that we need to be mindful, it's that our minds are full. 
and our minds are full. So we, they are a full place. And that lens, that tip number one, that lens that we run through, it's big and it's deep and it wants to grasp on to everything that we hear. But when we release it, when we make it about the other person, and when we use those words, what I hear you saying is that's reinforcing that we're listening to what's happening in front of us. We are focused out on the other person and we're, we are hearing what they say. And it is the easiest way then this, where we can stop and say, whoa, pause. What you just repeated is not what I said is not what I said. And so I use this a lot with my kids too. When I say something to them, I'll say, what do you hear me saying? And then they repeat it back. And what I'm listening for is, did they get it? Did it land? And it's an opportunity for me to say, yes, that's, that's what I said. What you heard is what I said, or say, nope, reset amnesia to what just happened, new opportunity. And then I get to land it again and say, what do you hear me saying? But this way I can tell that my words are being interpreted in a way that is the, what I wanted them to be interpreted. This step is often missed and yet it's critical. This step is missed and yet it's critical because what would happen if what you said isn't what they heard? What would happen if what you said isn't what was heard? And so using these words, what I heard you say is, is the perfect opportunity to understand that what we're saying, the words that are coming out of our mouth is what's actually landing with that person. And I did this entire study on communication styles and how it was talking about the analyzers. I am not an analyzer. I am a promoter through and through. I am a controller through and through. There's really different communication styles that we all have. And so know that how people receive, how they listen and how they hear is based on their communication style. Okay. It's not based on desire or anything else other than how they actually hear. And so there are some very simple tactics and words that we can utilize. And these are one of them. So tip number two, what I hear you saying is, so be in the practice of when you're landing a message, when you're, when you are speaking to somebody, pause and ask, what do you hear me saying? And then close your mouth, shut up and listen. Close your eyes, shut up. You don't have to close your eyes, close your mouth, shut up and listen. Because that's when you can now see is what I'm saying, what they're hearing. It's what I'm saying, what they're hearing. So tip number two, what do you hear me saying? All right, guys, we're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we will follow up with tip number three, tip number three on how to be a better listener. You're listening to Profit launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspire Choices Network. Enjoy this quick break. I'll talk to you in just a second. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 
9 a.m. Mountain and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And today we've been talking all about the three tips to becoming a better listener, because guess what? We all kind of suck at listening as a society. It's just something that's gone way down. And we've really relished listening to those that are willing to be paid to listen. And even those, a lot of the, you see the psychologists, uh, therapists, counselors, that that uh, trade has really decreased, even though the demand has increased significantly, because it's a lot of work, it's a lot of training. And so a lot of people are saying no, and they're becoming consultants or coaches, or, or there's other aspects that are being utilized versus this, this highly skilled and, uh, and very much needed trait. And so listening is something that it, as a friend, as a, as a, a colleague, as an employer, as a, as a human listening is so important. And so today we really are going through why listening is so important. So we talked about tip number one, tip number one was really not running through a lens of yourself, focusing on the other person. And tip number two is asking what I hear you saying. Okay. What I heard you say is, so tip number three is the culmination of all of these. And this is so important. And when we cover it, guys, I probably had this conversation seven times last week. That's how many times it comes up it's, this will make total sense, like, like a light bulb, like, oh, okay. So here's the difference. The tip number three on listening is about being an essence listener, being an essence listener and not a word listener. Okay. So focusing on the essence listening versus word listening, word listening is hearing every single word that people say and holding them to their words. Being an essence listener is understanding the music underneath the words, the meaning of the words. And and then when you really hear that, that's where communication is. And so when you listen for the music, for the essence, that's when the magic happens. That's what people say. So the reality is that most people are not masterful with their words. And so the words that they choose to use are not necessarily, they didn't They didn't go through a dictionary or they didn't really think about the words that they're using. They haven't studied communication for most of their lives. And so they just pull words and they're not necessarily the words that they intended. They're just words that fly out of their mouth. And so when we focus on the words, we can get lost in the words instead of focusing on the essence, the essence. So I'll give you an example. We, we pulled, we were talking about this during tip number two. And so when I ran my advertising agency, this was a big challenge. And we talked about the brochure with the copy. So let's use this as a word listener versus an essence listener. If I'm a word listener and a client comes to me and this client says, Hey, Kathleen, we would really like a brochure. And the brochure gets to have this copy in it. If I'm a word listener, I hear that they really want a brochure and it gets to have this copy in it. If I'm an essence listener, I say, I hear you. I hear you. And tell me when you have this brochure, what will this brochure support you in creating? What will this brochure support you in creating? And when they, when they hear that question, when my client hears that question, the client says, oh, good question. Well, this brochure is really designed to educate, to support people. 
And when I know that I say, oh, okay. So what's the question that we're really asking here? And then my client might say, well, we really just want something that we can hand people because people are curious about what we're up to. And we keep hearing that. And so we thought a brochure would be the right answer, but I don't know. I mean, could be something totally different. And now we're in the space of creativity, which is the space advertising agencies love, like unleash. But now we're talking about the intention and the essence, and we can create from that space instead of being locked in on a mechanism. Okay. So that's one example from advertising agencies. Think about this in your relationship, in your relationship. So let's just say that your spouse, let's use the zoo example, the zoo example. And I, and So let's just say my husband says the kids are really bored. They want to go to the zoo. And I say, okay, well, what I, what I hear you saying is that the kids are really bored and they want to go to the zoo next week. And my husband says, yes. And I said, okay, well, is it that we get to get the kids into something like maybe next week? That's a really far away. What can we do today that will solve the challenge of the kids being bored? What, what if, what if we created a list of activities that they could do like a board list that we could create today to support them today? So yes, can we go to the zoo? Absolutely. But the real essence of the conversation is that the kids are bored. We get to focus on that. Now, we could talk all day on this podcast about bored kids because I actually believe creativity comes from boredom. And and so I don't believe that boredom is a bad thing when we harness it. And so the whole point here is being an essence listener and hearing what's really being said underneath. So if you could see me on the TV version, if you're listening on radio, this, this won't make as much sense, but the word listeners, we talk at one level. Okay. We talk at one level. So my hand is essentially at my eye level right now, but the, the essence level is underneath it. Like, like at my chin, it's underneath it. And when you can hear what's underneath it, when you can really tap into the essence level, that is the beauty. That's where the magic is. But when you listen at the word level, you'll never get to it. And most people in their lives, they'll never get below that. When you say, gosh, I have surface level conversations, that's word level. That's you're just, you're just at the word level to get to the essence that requires the skill of listening and really just hearing what they're saying and repeating it back because then you create a trusted environment. Remember people know that when they know that you care, then they'll go there. Then they'll share some of their deepest and darkest secrets. They will unravel. They will unleash. They will let it out and you will create that space. But only when you actually hear them, when you actually hear them and you guys, so in my coaching business and what I do today, one of the things that I pride myself on is I can hop on a conversation with somebody and within a few minutes, they will vulnerably share where they are. They will vulnerably share what's up with them in their world and what they're creating. And the reason for that is because I listen to what they're saying. I, I really hear them. I have an interest for them as a human. And when I can go there, I can create opportunities because I know what they're up to because they share that with me. And so that is the value of listening. That is the value of listening, but it starts with being an essence listener, being an essence listener and not a word listener and not a word listener. So let's think of an example of this. Like, let's really dig in here because this is one of the most important things that we can really understand about being a great listener. I'm working on this project right now. One of my uh, friends and, and clients, they are working on succession planning. They're figuring out what does their business look like 10, 
15, 20 years from now, knowing that they're only going to be a part of this business for maybe three to five more years. There's two partners and they want to be out at some point and they've talked about it. They know it's coming, but they want to make sure the company's set up for success. And so my job is to talk with the, the next level. So the, the leadership team and see exactly where they're all at. We went through a communication styles assessment first to understand where everyone on the team is as far as how they're communicating, where our analyzers are, where our controllers are, where our promoters are, where our supporters are. So we're understanding first and foremost who we have on the team so that I can understand where, where are, uh, where is everybody coming from? And I can share that with my clients to understand, like, okay, this is where my team is. Just another piece of education for them to support them. These two guys, they're my, my clients, they're heavy analyzers. So remember in our head, having conversations. So I'm in one of the conversations with the leadership and there's a person that I'm talking to. She's a promoting controller, okay? Promoting controller. And what I heard her say was that she does not feel valued. Does not feel valued. And when I actually listen underneath that, so that's the words, do not feel valued. Underneath it, what I hear is that she just doesn't, she doesn't get that acknowledgement doesn't mean that it's not happening. It's just not happening in a place where she can hear it. And she owns that it's probably happening, but not directly to her, but she's collecting evidence that she's not valued. She's collecting evidence, which means she is looking every single day about this person got called forward and got celebrated. This person got celebrated, but they didn't mention my name. And so when we get into a space where we are collecting evidence, it's a very hard place to come back from. So my client who's saying, how do I create a place where like, we're looking at 10 years, 12 years down the road? And how do I create a place where everybody's performing at their highest? They get to realize that one of the blocks is how they choose to acknowledge everyone. It's very easy for analyzers to acknowledge analyzers because they're very quick. Thanks for the work. That's it. That's all we have to do. Like, thanks. And then the analy- the other analyzer heard it, checked it off the box. They, it, they did it. But the, but the promoting controller, they really want to feel like, that person saw the results that they created and embraced them. And so it's often a longer conversation. Analyzers don't want to be in long conversations. And so when we're communicating with people outside of our typical communication style, and we're not, when we're speaking in a way that that person can't hear it, we're not being effective. And so it's a real challenge. So this person that I'm talking to, this employee that's on the leadership team, she, she was really thinking about quitting because she doesn't feel acknowledged. That's how big of a problem this is. But when we listen, when I'm listening and I'm hearing this, it's a great opportunity for me to go back to my client and say, hey, 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 whoa, pause. We can talk about five years or eight years down the road. Right now we get to talk about this minute because what I'm seeing as a through line in these conversations is that half your employees do not feel valued do not feel valued. And so the beauty of it is there's some really simple things that they can fix, that they can tweak to allow them to feel valued. But unless we address those, we're never going to get to five years, eight years, or 10 years down the road. So I am in gratitude that they brought me in to support them in this space, because who would have ever known that that was really an issue? And that is a very simple one, but there's been lots of others that have come up. And I've done this practice for the last few years of really understanding what's in the way of creating productive workplaces, what's in the way of creating exactly what we want in our lives, in our businesses, in, in, our, in our world, in our communities. And oftentimes it's these things that are, that are like pretty easy to solve 
if we listened, if we listened, if we took our view out of it, if we truly were in relationship and we looked at the world from that perspective, what could we solve? What could we solve? If we see somebody that's hungry on the street, do we stop and give them money? Do we stop and give them food or do we judge them? Listening is the exact same way. Listening is the exact same way. When I was on that conversation this morning about the Americans with Disabilities Act and really understanding what disabilities look like, I had two choices. I could turn the other way and choose not to listen, or I could put my own filter on it and say, what does it mean to me? Or I could just listen. So three, I said two options, but three. So there's the third option of truly listening to the listening and knowing that I don't know where this is going. I have absolutely no idea. And I'm okay because I'm unattached to that. And that is the mark of leadership. That is the mark of leadership. When we can truly be in a position of just hearing, of just listening and knowing that I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm not placing my own judgment or my filter on it. So you hear me, we're weaving through these three tips. Tip number one is about making it about the other person, not about ourselves. So removing the filter on it. Tip number two is what I heard you saying so that we make sure we're having the same conversation. And tip number three is about being the essence listener, not the word listener, the essence listener, really getting underneath, really understanding what is actually being said versus the words that are applied versus the words that are applied. So those, these three tips, when used, we can become powerful listeners. We can become powerful listeners. And that's what I'm calling you forward in today. We're going to go on a quick break and then we're going to bring all of this together. Okay. Quick break. We'll bring all this together. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and enjoy this quick break. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and today we are talking about the three tips to become better listeners. And as I've said multiple times throughout the show, as a society, we've really just kind of gotten rid of great listening. We've really kind of set it aside and instead made it about ourselves. And so when we talk, we talk so that we can be heard. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, this is a tip that I would give every salesperson in the world. This is a tip that I would give every human in the world. When you're talking, you're not enrolling. When you're talking, you're not enrolling. So let's break that down. Enrolling, what does enrolling mean? Enrolling means that we are 
we are inviting people into something. Okay. Sales, let's use sales versus enrollment. Sales is about me. I want to sell you something. I want something from you so that I can check it off my box or so that I get something. I get a commission. I get a reward. I'm going to sell you something. Enrollment is about seeing your vision and what you want for your life or your business and connecting that I have the resources to support you in getting there. I'm going to enroll you in your vision so that you can get there. So you guys, I'll tell you, and I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'll say it every single day for the rest of my life. I stink at sales. I'm like the worst of the worst of the worst salespeople. I couldn't sell a thing. I suck at sales. Let me reiterate that. I'm the worst salesperson in the world, but I am a master enroller a master enroller. And when I understood the difference for this, that my companies flourished, my relationships flourished, my life changed because it's not about sales. It's not about me. And when I finally realized that, oh, I don't have to get by in business or in life, making it about me, I can make it about somebody else and succeed. And when I figured that out, it was so exciting. Actually, so freeing. Like that was freedom for me. That was freedom for me. And so I'll tell you that the most influential people in the world, the people with the most influence, they are master enrollers. A lot of them suck at sales, but they're master enrollers. So when you meet with these people, they make it about you. They want to know how you can succeed. They want to know how you can move forward in life. They want to know how they can pour into you. That's the distinction of a master enroller. And so when you see those master enrollers, those are the people with the most influence because those are the people you want to hang out with. Those are the people that make you feel incredible. Those are the people that light you up because that's their mission to light you up. And when you're lit up, guess what you will create? magic in the world. So I give this, this radio show, it it turns into a podcast. So I don't know how you're listening TV or a radio show or podcast or however you're listening or however you're watching this. I, I show up every Monday at 10 central. I don't get paid for this. I actually pay for the ability to come on here and speak. And I'm totally okay with it. And yes, is there marketing from it? And Yes, does it carry credibility? Yeah, 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 absolutely, all that. And if it did nothing for me, would I still show up? 100%. Because someone will listen to one thing that's said and it will land with that. I wrote an entire book and I thought, gosh, what if no one reads it? And I almost let that stand in my way. I thought, wow, why? What if no one reads this book? I don't know. What, what if it doesn't work? And then my friend says to me, there is one person that is praying to hear the words you have to write one person. And if that's the person, only that person sees it, is it worth it? I said, yes, absolutely. And they had that thought all the way through until I actually released the book. If only one person saw it was okay. Thankfully, more than one person has seen it. I have no idea how many people, because again, that's not how my brain works, but It is calculatable. (laughs) We could figure that out. But the reality is that the people with the most influence in this world, they are just like that. They show up 
because they want to impact one person or a hundred people or a thousand people or a million people or a billion people. It's not about the paycheck. It's not about the paycheck. And so the one thing that I will leave you with is that what you get to create in this world, how you get to show up, you get to follow what makes your heart sing. For me, it is being a great listener because everything that I do follows in that line. When I'm a great listener, people share things with me. When they share things with me, I'm able to support them. When I'm able to support them, I'm able to make an impact. And I deeply, deeply desire to make an impact in this world. When I die, people will know that I lived. When I die, people will know that I live. That is what I stand for. And in order for me to create that, I get to be a good listener. And so my question for you is, what is that for you? What is that for you? And I invite you. I invite you to consider that through the lens of listening, through the lens of listening. So improve your listening by following on those three skills. First, tip number one, it's not about you. It's about the person in front of you. It's about focusing on them and what they get to create. Tip number two, use the words, what I hear you saying is, what I hear you saying is, which is the reiteration and it's the opportunity to catch what I said didn't land or what I said, that's exactly it. Let's move forward. But that can eliminate a lot of the confusion and the communication gaps that we create in this world simply by using the words, what I hear you saying is. And then tip number three, be an essence listener. Be an essence listener, not no more of this word listener stuff. We get to give grace that the words that flow out of people's mouths have nothing to do with what they're actually landing. It's about being an essence listener. And when you understand essence listening, when you really listen to the music underneath the words, when you understand the how people speak and what they're passionate about, when you call that forward, when you, you may see what somebody's passionate about before they ever see it, before they ever see it. And when you call them forward and they know that you're the kind of person that will stand for them, that is how you create influence in this world. That is how you create impact in the world. And so if that's what you're interested in, if that's what you want to create, hang with me. Hang with me. Reach out to me. Listen to the show. Get the book. Come talk to me because that's the world that I want to create. Those are the people that I want to surround myself with. People that care deeply about other people. People that want to see other people shine. People that want their hearts to sing because guys, that's a powerful world. Ladies, that's a powerful world. And that's the world I want to live in. So I'm inviting all of you to that world with me. And it starts with listening. It starts with being a powerful listener. It starts with understanding the three tips to being a better listener. So practice those. What I hear you saying is these are valuable. Have a wonderful day. I Thank you for listening week. to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.